Well, hey, it's already December. I don't know about you guys, but as I think about uh, it already being December, does anybody else think, holy cow, where did the year go? Like, it's just completely blown past. And um, so I, I started thinking about this previous year that we've had here just in our student ministry. And, uh, you know, I started thinking about stuff like going to Winter Jam and listening to Ann Wilson and Andy Minio and Jeremy Camp and We the Kingdom. I started thinking about when we turned our gym into a fancy restaurant last uh, February or March, all the special events that we had. We went on two CIY trips, one for middle school, one for high school. We had a whole host of Sunday night summer events. We did worship on Coiled on Sunday nights and open gym. And it's just been an absolutely incredible year. Um, but it's just seemed to have blown by. Like it seems like just not too long ago, uh, you know, we were looking forward to to summer and now here it is December. And I'm like, where did the time go? I don't know if any of you guys feel that, but it feels kind of like life just moves in fast forward. Now I understand. All right. I understand I'm dating myself here uh, because fast forward is kind of an old term um, because we used to have these things called cassette tapes and VHS tapes. And if you wanted to skip to a specific section, there was no just scene selecting. You had to actually fast forward the reel, um, which made the cassette tape go really loud. And uh, But sometimes it feels like life is moving at that speed, like it's just flying by. And so uh, this month, as we look at Christmas, Christmas is one of those times where, man, the whole month from start to finish just seems to be gone like that. And so uh, the big question we're going to look at uh, this month is simply this. How can we live our best life, the life God created us to live? How can we best experience this life this month in the month of December, when it's just boom, 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 and everything happens so fast. And if we think the year went fast, the month of December just seems to just scoot by, and before we know it, it's over, and we're looking at January. Um, Christmas is when we focus on Jesus coming to earth to be born in a stable. And so we're going to talk about that uh, this month, obviously. Uh, but I, I want to look at it from kind of a different point of view. Like you've got uh, the four gospels that share the birth of Jesus in different forms. Um, but in, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, those stories of Jesus' birth are all shared from the perspective of the people that were there. They're shared from the perspective of the shepherds. They're shared from the perspective of the wise men. They're shared from the perspective of Mary and Joseph. But then you have the book of John, and he shares the account of Jesus' birth from a completely different perspective. He shares the account of Jesus' birth from the perspective of God. Look at this in John 1.1. Now, we're going to skip... Uh, John does a lot of explaining uh, from verse 3 all the way to verse 13. If you want to read that, that's great. But today we're going to focus on verses 1 and 2 and then verse 14. It says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. 
was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And then verse 14, and the word became flesh and made its dwelling among us. This verse does an incredible job explaining how intentional God was in coming to the earth for us. And so we're going to kind of break this down just a little bit. We're going to go really, really fast through this, um, but we're going to kind of go out of order to break it down to make it just a little bit easier. And so uh, I want to actually start uh, at the end. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. That is John's way of saying, now, this is really odd that John uses the word word. I honestly am not really sure why John does that. I'm not sure. I'm sure that uh, biblical scholars have studied this and have figured out, you know, the, the original languages. But but here's my thing. It's weird that John uses the word, the word for Jesus. Okay. I don't know why he does it. I'm just going to call it like it is. We in Christian circles tend to read this and be like, yeah, that's the way it's always been. That's the way we've always talked. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's odd. I, I, I'll call that. And so, so I'm going to say this, Jesus, the word, we're going to replace that with Jesus. Jesus became flesh. Jesus became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And those words right there, that one sentence, that is John's entire story of everything else that you read in the Gospels. That is John's version of the angel coming to, to Matthew, or Matthew, in the book of Matthew, the angel coming to Mary and the angel coming to Joseph and saying, hey, you're going to have a baby and them getting married and then them making a trip to Bethlehem. And, and you read in Luke about the shepherds coming to worship and the, the baby came to be born. There was no room for them in the inn. And, and then you have the wise men that came and they followed the star and they came to see Jesus and they fell down and they offered and they worshiped him. And you have the angels in the sky singing to the shepherds all of of that, all of that has already been written by the time John writes his book. And so John sums it all up in this one sentence. Jesus came to earth. That's, that's, John is, John is, says this is an incredible story. I think it's awesome. I want to focus uh, on this from God's perspective, though. The word became flesh. Jesus became flesh. Jesus came to earth. And then if you jump up just a little bit, we have to we have to back up just a little bit because this is a little bit again, John John words things a, a little bit oddly. Um but but I think it's it's uh it's a cool thing once I really started thinking about it. Uh but if you if you jump up a little bit, it says the word was with God and the word was God. All right, again. Jesus was with God and Jesus was God. Again, in Christian circles, like that just seems normal to us. But as I, as I thought about this and I talked with our family about this, like actually grasping that concept is really, really difficult. Like, how is it that God is God and he's up in heaven and then 
God sends Jesus to earth and Jesus is God, but Jesus is Jesus on earth. And they are one thing, but they're also separate. And, you know, Jesus went to the cross and Jesus is God. But then Jesus says to God, which he's saying to himself, why did you forsake me? And so like, did God forsake himself and they're separate, but they're equal. And here's, here's the long and the short of it. Here's, here's my take on all of this. I've, I've been thinking about this. I don't understand it. I I don't, I don't understand it. Uh, But here's what I think. I think God is an incredible storyteller. And I think that God wanted to share with us that this thing happened, that he thought that we were so valuable, that we were so worth saving, that that he felt like we were, man, we were so incredibly worth coming to this earth that he had to share with us what he did. And so I think he dumbed it down the best way that he possibly could. And he said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing for God, obviously, uh, but I I think that if if I were paraphrasing for God, God would say, listen, you're never going to understand this. You're not. You're never going to get it because I'm God and I'm doing something that is crazy and ununderstandable. But I'm going to try to put this in the best most simplified version that I can possibly put it. I'm God. Jesus is God. We're all one, but I'm sending Jesus to earth for you because I think you are so valuable and so worth saving that I had to come to earth in the form of Jesus. And at the end of the day, the the spot where I have landed in trying to understand Jesus was with God and Jesus was God is this. I have no idea how it happened. I'm not even going to try to understand necessarily how it happened. But what I'm going to focus on is this. God said, CJ, you're valuable enough. I'm going to do something crazy. And I'm going to be in heaven, but I'm also going to be on earth. And somehow we're going to be one, but we're also going to be separate. And I'm going to be okay as a follower of Jesus, not fully understanding. I'm going to be okay saying, all right, God thought I was valuable enough that somehow he's in heaven, but he's also on earth. And they're one, but they're separate. I don't understand it. I don't know how it worked, but he thought I was valuable enough that he did something that I will never understand. And I'm good with that. And I think it's really important as we think about this incredible story of Christmas that we don't get caught up in the weeds of trying to figure out all the nitty gritty details. That we don't get caught up in in the weeds of, of trying to say, all right, but how does this actually work? And we just say, God thought I was worth it. I don't really know, but he thought I was worth it. And so as we break down this verse, John is saying, Jesus came to earth 
somehow he is God in heaven, but he's also God on earth. He's with God, but he is God. And it's important to recognize that the Jesus that came to earth is God. How it worked, I don't know, but it's important that we know that. And then if we back up just a little bit further in the verse, it says this. In the beginning was Jesus. All right, now, here's where John takes a completely different tactic than any of the other gospel writers when he talks about the Christmas story. The other gospel writers start with, there was Mary and Joseph, and an angel came and said, you're going to be pregnant. The other gospel writers start with, and there were shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping their flocks by night. The other gospels start with, uh, a genealogy and, and a history of all of Jesus' ancestors. But John starts with God. Now, here's where I'm going with all this, because this is crazy to think about. In the beginning was Jesus. In the beginning was God. So think about this. This is where our minds, again, John is speaking in terms that we will never understand and Jesus is this incredible storyteller through John. John says, in the beginning was Jesus. So when time started, whenever that was, Jesus was already there. Think about this for a minute. So if Jesus was there in the beginning, that means Jesus and and God have no, they experience time differently. They've never had a reference point for starting because they have always been. They have never had a reference point for ending because they always will be. There is no start with God. There is no end with God. They experience this expanse that we call time in a completely different realm on a completely different level than we will ever experience time here on this earth. And we are limited to a routine of saying, all right, my day is going to start. My day is going to end. Worship on quail is going to start. Worship on quail is going to end. This is going to start. This is going to end. And it almost breaks our brain to think, all right, Jesus didn't start. Like there was never a time Jesus wasn't there. And so think about this for a minute. God and Jesus experience time in this routine. They always have. They've always been. You know, they, they, they don't have this limitation on them of a start and a stop because They always have been. They always will be. In the beginning was Jesus. He's always been there. They have this routine of their experience. They have this routine of just uh, existing. And here's what I think is incredible. As we think about how quickly life passes us by, as we think about Christmas and fast forward, as we think about the month of December, we have these routines We have these routines where we go throughout our day and it's boom, 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 go to bed, wake up the next day, do it again, boom, 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 go to bed, wake up. And it's really, really hard to break our routines. 
But the cool thing is, when you think about the Christmas story, God and Jesus experienced time on a completely different level. They always have. And they were willing to break that routine and come and experience the confines of time on earth for us. I don't know about you guys, but some of the most special moments in my life are when people will lay aside the things that they have going on to be with me. I think about about moments when, um, man, when uh, my wife is just uh, busy and I come home and all of a sudden she just wants to talk to me. I think about moments where I'm driving in the car and the, the normal routine is to turn up the radio and my kids turn off the radio just to talk to me. When routines are broken, when someone is willing to sacrifice what they're doing to be with you, that's a big deal. And the cool thing about this whole Christmas story Then the cool thing about the way that John shares the Christmas story is he's saying, listen, God always has been. Jesus has always been there. Jesus is God. And Jesus was willing to experience life, completely break his routine to experience life within the confines of time. Not so that he could experience everything that we experience, because God is God. He already knows all of that. He knows all of our experiences. He created all of our emotions. He, he knows everything about who we are. But he knew that if he did not break his routine and come to us, we could never be with him. And so he said, I've always been, I always have been. But I'm willing to say, all right, I'm going to know what it feels like to take my first breath. I've never experienced that before. I'm going to feel the feeling of taking a breath and knowing that my earthly life has started and my earthly life is going to have an ending. And guys, honestly, Jesus was scared going to the cross. This experience of the confines of time, his earthly body, he it was it was a crazy weird thing that he would break his routine to come save us. And I love that John shares the story of Christmas from the perspective of God, that God said, you are worth every bit of me breaking my routine. You are worth every bit of me shutting down and coming to you so that I could save you. So that one day, when you take your final breath, you will break the routine of this life where you have a start and a stop 
and you will experience a new routine, a routine you were created to experience, a routine of eternity with me. And he said, you were valuable enough for me to do that, that I would come and do that for you. And so uh, practical challenge this week is simply this. Christmas is coming up and there's a lot of Christmassy activities that are going to happen this month. What I want to encourage you to do this week is intentionally do something Christmassy. Watch a Christmas movie, listen to Christmas music, make Christmas cookies, uh, whatever it may be, intentionally do something Christmassy. And as you do that, think about the routine that God broke so that he could come to earth, so that we could celebrate his birth, so that one day we could break the routine of this earth and spend eternity with him, which is what we were always created to do. Let me pray for us. God, thank you for coming to this earth.